Hello, everybody. Today is Friday, January 29th, and welcome to Footnotes, the podcast about all things Dartmouth High School. In some episodes, we'll be interviewing teachers and students. Others, we'll be hosting a roundtable discussion about DHS current events, complete with insights from the staff of the Dartmouth High School Spectrum, our own student newspaper. You can find the Spectrum at dhsspectrum.com. Today is Spectrum Roundtable Day. We hope you enjoy this episode. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to Footnotes. We're here with the Spectrum's editors this week and some staff, and we're going to kind of go around and talk about some of the things that are happening in Dartmouth High School that are interesting, that people are talking about. There's no lack of topics to to talk about this week, but let's go around quickly and just kind of say hi. Molly? Hi, my name is um, Molly Rio. I am the editor-in-chief of the Spectrum. This is my third year um, as a member of the Spectrum, and I'm very excited to be here. Hey, Josh. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Josh Moniz, and I'm our assistant editor. It's my first year being our assistant editor. Hi, Sophie, who just won a gold key in the Scholastic Art and Writing Awards yesterday. Who, Sophie? Hi, I'm Sophie. This is my first year as a writer at the Spectrum, and I'm just excited to be here. And Nadia. Uh, I'm Nadia. This is my first year as a writer for the Spectrum. So we're also expecting that Avery will be here as well. So she may pop in after we get started. Um, like always, we're going to kind of talk about some of the things that are going on around the school. Um, lots of changes that are coming up. Why don't we start talking about returning to the hybrid schedule next week? We've been fully remote since the Christmas break. And um, on February 1st, I think Monday is February 1st, we're gonna be going back to our hybrid schedule where half students come in while half stay at home, switching every other day. Um, I don't know, what do you guys think? What are, the, what are some of the concerns you have about coming back to the hybrid schedule or are you looking forward to getting out of your house and, um, and coming back to, uh, to the real world, I guess you could say? Um, Let's start with Nadia. What do you think, Nadia? Um, I think that a lot of people are looking for us going back just because I think most people can generally agree that learning in a classroom is easier. But personally, I think that it might be a struggle to kind of switch between like the different learning methods. Because I feel like when people learn at home, they're in a different mindset than when they learn at school. So I feel like it might be a challenge for some people to like switch between those mindsets and like be able to adjust back again because we've been going back and forth for so long. Yeah, it's kind of like you're getting yanked back and forth on that, right? I think it's like that for teachers, too. I think you teach differently when when students are remote, and um, it's weird because we're just not really we're not in a pattern uh, for the most part. Um, Josh, what's your take? Uh, I'm looking forward to going back. I mean, I haven't really left my house much since school. <laughs> I. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing all my friends again and stuff. I am a little, not concerned, but 
Uh, curious to see how we're going to handle the lunch thing, because I know there were a lot of concerns before in the hybrid model about lunch and maybe just eating in the classroom. Or, And I'm just curious to see how they're going to do lunch, because that, that I felt like was the biggest area where, like, I came into close contact with other students, you know, in the hallways and stuff going to lunch. Yeah, I know there was a lot of talk about that before we left for break. And that's one of the few places, too, where people are unmasking, right, uh, when you're kind of in the same closed space. I think that they do have you at uh, six foot intervals in there, but it's pretty it's still it's pretty tight from what I understand. Molly, what's your take on the hybrid schedule coming back? Yeah, so I am excited in some ways to go back. Um, I kind of like remote a little better. Um, it was just kind of, I don't know, I, of course, I like sleeping in. But um, as it goes to like getting exposed, it's kind of freezing in the building, or most of my teachers have the windows open the whole time, or they kind of have to. But um, I don't know. I didn't mind remote learning, and I didn't really find a change in the instruction um, because now the hybrid schedule is kind of centered around remote learning um, for those kids at home opposed to the kids in the classroom because they're trying to integrate the remote kids as well. Um, so with that being said, I kind of think if, you know, it's centered around remote to begin with, then would it be better to be all remote? But of course, it's if, if we can put kids back in the classroom, we, we should be, you know, getting a step closer towards what we once had will be healthy for, I think, teachers and students. Yeah, I mean, hopefully before we get to April break, we'll, we'll be starting to break free of this whole thing. I think we, a lot of the teachers and the administrators here believe that faculty, well, at least the adults in the building, will have been vaccinated before we get to um, April vacation, and that might you know, really start to loosen things up a bit. As far as I know, I don't, I don't think any vaccines have been approved for anybody under 16. Is that right? No. Yeah, you are correct. It will, like, no, they have not been approved. Um, yeah, nothing under 16. So that's going to be difficult, especially for the elementary school mm -hmm. um, teachers. Um, probably within, you know, now and um, the next school year, there'll be a lot of kids turning 16. But, of course, you always have incoming freshmen. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to look interesting, you know, how they, um, you know, choose to vaccinate kids and right. you know, how you're going to protect kids. Um, especially if you're in like a household with primarily, um, frontline workers and young kids. And if you're working outside the home too, I mean, I think that was the big concern, um, you know, with going, remote in the first place. Well, it's the reason I think we went remote after vacation because there was a concern that many students were working, you know, seasonal jobs or holiday jobs and things like that. And their exposures were just increasing risk for everybody. I, th I still think that's going to be a risk. Um, oh yeah. It's still going to be a risk, especially with sports, not, not going. I mean, I'm guilty of it myself. Tracks not going right now. I have a job, but my job is not necessarily what's going to get me COVID. I mean, you can get COVID from anywhere. It doesn't discriminate. It's like the parties in the gatherings that are going to cause cases to go up. Not necessarily like where I work, which is, for the record, probably cleaner than my house. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's for germs. 
What, what's your the feeling about um, students being safe outside of school? Are, we, are, are there still, you know, parties taking place and things like that on, on weekends? Or do you feel like people have been pretty much staying by themselves? Um, yeah, you guys can comment on this too, but I still think that enough kids are not taking it seriously. Um, I, I know of a couple people, like, right after Christmas – they were all like having parties around Christmas Eve and they all got COVID and that's why we're still in this. And it really stinks that they can't take it more seriously because it impacts everybody in your neighborhood. Um, but yeah, the gatherings are what's doing this. And unfortunately it's our generation um, that's kind of driving up the cases. Yeah. Um, I think it's more difficult to, to stop adolescents from gathering than it is adults or, or younger kids. Sure. You know? People are so social at your age. It's difficult to say, don't do that. You know, and parents kind of give in to they're like, well, I don't want you to miss out on your, you know, these four years of high school. They don't right. want you to remember staying at home in like for nearly a year, you know? Yeah. And they, they give in and that's kind of where. Um, you let the whole community down. There needs to be a balance, I think. Sophie, what's your take on coming back to the hybrid well, I'm schedule? I'm definitely hopeful that we're like stuff will start to feel more normal. I find that I definitely heard from some students that they find it hard to like concentrate on the hybrid days just because the distractions in the room and stuff. But I am worried that after February break, the same thing that had happened after. Christmas break, we might have to like go back out depending on if there's like a spike. So that's the only that like kind of worries me to see like, are we coming back for two weeks just to have to go back to hybrid? Like, yeah, I think that's a possibility, isn't it? I don't think I really ever thought of that, but this could be just a temporary two week, you know, patch when we're coming back because people will be gathering again during February break with the same concerns that we had over um, Christmas. I didn't even think of that. That's going to be a problem. Yeah, definitely. I was kind of in the boat, like, just stay remote until a week and a half, two weeks after February break. Right. Um, I mean, right now, there's probably less positive cases, but there's no way that they can just send us back to school on, you know, week after President's Day, you know? Yeah. Um, that would just kind of go against their whole entire message of quarantining after break. Um, and I think more people could actually be seeing each other right now. Um, I mean, the restrictions are lifted in the state at the moment, um, or they're trying to ease a little bit, not like totally lifted. Um, yeah, there's like not as much family oriented activities going on during February break. From what I remember as a kid, it was like all getting together with friends. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Why don't we change gears just a little bit and, um, I thought it'd be interesting if we talked about what's going on with the stock market right now, because I think your generation seems to be particularly caught up in this. Um, for those who are listening to this and you're not familiar with it, um, a couple of different uh, apps, I think especially the Robinhood uh, stock trading app, and a bunch of young people have been buying up um, some stocks that are you know, particularly kind of sketchy. Um, that were trading at very, very low levels. And it seemed like, you know, their businesses were sort of in trouble. Um, but they've been buying up those stocks and that buying pressure has driven the price of the stocks sky high. 
Um, and there's been, you know, concern that these people who are buying these stocks are buying companies that fundamentally are, you know, not great businesses and they're going to lose their money. But there's also, I don't know, a little bit of free speech involved too, because um, some organizations like the SEC and, and the Robinhood app itself, which is the biggest app that does this, have been um, shutting down the buying of these stocks. I think you were allowed to sell yesterday. Uh, GameStop has been the big one. Uh, but stocks like AMC, the movie theater company, Tootsie, right, which is the Tootsie Roll company, um, has also been um, involved in this. There have been quite a few stocks that you know, are on the fringes and that seem like they're just not great business models uh, you know, for sort of the 21st century. I'm curious what you guys think about you know, the situation and do you, are students around Dartmouth you know, trading this? And we have a new stock market club at the school this year that I think um, Charlie Fairfax and Colin Zhu founded. I, I'm pretty sure that's still going. I, I wonder, you know, what's going on with that around school? Josh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, when I first heard of this, it, it kind of really surprised me. And I was just kind of amazed at like how like this one group, this like subreddit uh, page on Reddit just kind of had this big impact on the stock market. Because, you know, we think of like Wall Street and like, oh, Wall Street controls all the stock markets. And it's like, but it, it does show you how much like it can change based on like uh, a big majority that bands behind one thing to, for a specific action they want. And I just thought it was really interesting to kind of see these results play out. And I'm curious to see how the GameStop and AMC, those stocks play out over like the next couple of months. Because like we know those companies don't really have a lot of value it's just kind of like projected value because all the stocks are being bought at once and so i'm curious to see how those stocks continue to grow or not grow yeah it seems like it's almost like a textbook example of how macroeconomics work and supply right. and demand uh, you know the the tons of demand for this uh, have driven prices up and you know companies like amc i think that their revenues from last year are down something like 91 percent because their theaters have been closed all the way during the pandemic. And I know that they were just in the news two weeks ago or a week ago because they had to borrow a ton of money again just to be able to survive until the summer. Um, and, you know, again, that's hoping that we'll be open in the summer and then they can start generating revenue again. So, yeah, there's not this is not real money. I think that's that's the concern. Um, Nadia. What's your take on this one? Um, I agree with Josh. When I first like heard about this happening, I was kind of shocked because like this was like the last thing I was expecting to happen. And the idea that a couple of random people on Reddit had like this much power to cause like such a like big situation to happen, it's like pretty interesting to watch go down. Shows the power of social media, mm -hmm. I think. And you can generate an idea. Um, you know, through a, a chat function like that and get so many people to, to actually swing the stock market. I mean, they have destroyed several hedge funds who have been betting. You know, hedge fund is basically a bet that a company is, is going to go down. Um, and they've had to, uh, to cover these huge margins as a result. Um, Molly, what do you think? Have you heard about people trading in these, in these things around town? Um, 
I know my brother is a finance um, major and he works for an investment firm. So he's uh, been very up to date. So I've been kind of getting my information from him. But um, I haven't heard about trading um, around here. But in areas where like big finance business areas, um, you know, universities, I think kids are, um, especially kids that don't really know how the stock market entirely works. Um, and it would be in their best interest to buy, you know, stocks that would, um, you buy it low and then you wait for however long you want. And then you get the return, um, of usually, what is it like 10%, um, in a given amount of time. So this stock, however, is going to go back down. So they're going to be losing money as you previously said. So, you know, stocks like Amazon, um, Apple, Google, um, those are stocks that will continue to grow, um, GameStop, however, I, I'm not sure if they filed for bankruptcy, but it's pretty close. So they're just going to lose their money. It, it's not <laughs> logical. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much they're definitely not Amazon. That's for sure. Amazon is one. Yep. Yeah. Um, I know my brother is, um, he has stock in Amazon and, you know, he's very interested in, you know, um, what businesses are, um, you know, growing um fortune 500 you know that's always a, a, if you're looking to invest you know always watch um fortune um 500 um and um like the top 100. it's interesting because a lot of students i think or a lot of young people want to get in now on the gamestop thing but this is the absolute worst time <laughs> to get into the gamestop uh stock because it's at its peak and whatever you buy right now is going to be worthless probably in about two or three days yeah. Uh, I think once they stopped the buying surge yesterday, I think the stop, stock price dropped like 40% or something. Yeah, so that's where kids kind of, you know, fall into this hole. Buying a stock that is not going to be worth anything. You kind of have to think in the future. You have to look at a business that is growing, um, a business that is going to be, you know, you know, worth more in a year or two years. Right. Um, because that's how you make your money. And it's not something where you earn, you know, that return investment on in a couple days. Um, sometimes not even a couple months. It's a long time. And the more money you put it's in. It's years sometimes. Yeah, uh, so if you, what about you? Are you a big not Wall Street really. trader? Like I have, um, like the Acorns app, but I, it chooses the stocks for you. So I don't know what happens, but, um, right. I just wonder what like the motives were for like, these reddit subreddit people like why did they decide like because clearly they like people must have known like, that these businesses aren't doing well like why did they start this like what why did they want people to buy it like it was a meme that's yeah, a good question was it fun i think it was just for they, fun at first like, right seeing it was a meme. if they could do it like seeing if they could like make it be big there yeah, was, uh, I think to be honest with you, I think they've scared a lot of people on Wall Street because they could potentially do this with any stock now. And, you know, if you're one of those companies that falls into the the area of GameStop and AMC, you're kind of hurting. You must be wondering, am I next? <laughs> like, am I going to show up on that subreddit and our company is going to be, you know, devalued? It's almost like a mockery of the company, company I feel like, if you're, you're part of this. What were you saying, Molly? Yeah, um, I think across the board, especially in the past like month people really have to be starting to watch reddit reddit is kind of dangerous and it's just like i don't know if you're familiar with it but it's basically like this universal chat board and you can go into a server and basically talk about random nonsense it's been a target for extremism 
and now we have the stock market and this has been under what like a month um so yeah reddit especially is um attracting you know younger um people and um pretty much what happened was this guy was like okay um i'm gonna buy stock in game stock um to be funny and because i can and then on a reddit server they're like oh wait i'm gonna do it too and then they wanted to kind of destroy you know hedge funds and um you know it, it just kind of went from there um it, yeah there was reddit no, seems like the wild wild west there's no regulation on there at all I think. there was no clear um motive that was logical it was just kind of like let's do it because we can and it's cheap and i want to say that i'm in the, the like participate in investing um, when this is not even logical investing, it's just, um, you know, buying a share right. because you can, <laughs> it's not gonna, it's not even really investing. You're not investing in anything. You're losing. I money. wonder if, uh, some kids have taken their, I hope kids have not taken things like their college fund or their college savings <laughs> and pumped it into this. You know, some people have made temporary, temporary fortunes, uh, based on this, but the key word being temporary, uh, you know, in this whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, this isn't um, Bitcoin or anything like that. It's not. All right, let's change gears one more time. We have a few minutes left. Um, what about Augie, the um, the new therapy dog that's going to be uh, going around school? It's kind of a it's sort of like a mid-sized dog. I can't remember what's, what the breed is. It's like one of the. Uh, it's like a golden new... doodle kind of. Yes, it's something like that. And it's kind of a medium-sized dog. It's very friendly. Um, and I think he's going to be coming around a couple days a week on a leash. I don't know. What do, what do you. What are your thoughts on on this um, in general? I don't know. Sophie? I think it's cute. <laughs> I like dogs. I wonder what, like, why the high school? I feel like this would be something that, does it go to, like, the elementary schools? Or is it just the high school? That's a good question. I don't know. I know that he's, um, I think it's a he. I think Augie's a boy's name. Um, that he's living with Mr. Gill. Mr. Gill adopted him, so he's like, I think he's his dog. So I, I don't know. Will he take it around to uh, to other other schools? Nadia, what do you think about having a dog um, in school? I think it's a good idea because obviously everyone's under a lot of stress, and I feel like animals are just like naturally a stress reliever. But it's kind of like the last coping mechanism that I thought the school would turn to. Like this was the last thing I was expecting them to do, but I'm not complaining because like it's a dog and who doesn't like dogs. I'm right. I know at UMass Dartmouth, um, during final exam week in the spring, I don't think, I think they did this once or twice. They set up a pen in the, um, in the commons at UMass Dartmouth and they filled it with puppies. And if you were stressed out over your final exam, you could just kind of go out and hold a puppy and pet the puppy uh, for a That's while. That's what I would and be I doing guess... instead of studying. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, go out and Find play with the Find me in the puppy pen instead of studying for finals. <laughs> I'm just curious about like uh, what they're gonna do because of people with allergies. It's supposed to be hypoallergenic, from what I understand. I don't know if that covers everybody's allergies or not, but yeah, I don't. I don't think it has fur. It has hair, from what I understand. Yeah, it should help. Um, like I know, like my boyfriend's dad, he's allergic to the, like the actual skin of dogs. It's not even the hair. It's the skin. Oh, it's the skin. Um, yeah. And it's on all animals. Um, so even, hmm. you know, walking into my house, like can't do it because it's like right. skins on everything. You know, it's dust. 
I don't know what they're going to do about that because the school did send out some sort of permission slip where parents could say they didn't want their child to interact with the dog. But then how does that work when the dog walks through the school? I don't know how you could prevent that. We also have masks on, so that will help, you know. That's true. You're not going to, I mean, yeah. it should filter out some stuff, we hope. But Josh, what's I'm your very take excited. On the dog? I love dogs. Um, I mean, I think it's a great addition. And I think it would be really cool for us, like, I don't know, just sign up a pace with Augie. <laughs> but I, I do think yeah. some students who maybe they have, like, fears of dogs or animals in general, it could cause a, like, disruption for them. So I don't know how they're going to, right? like, um, set, they almost need, like, a separate area in, like, the gym, like, to go visit Augie, whereas, like, instead of Augie going around, because, like, you're not going to really be able to stop. Like, kids have to get to point A to point B to their next class, and, like, Boggies in the hallway that can create a problem if some kids uh, have a fear of dogs or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how the dog reacts to uh, to big crowds of people, especially in things. Yeah, um, we were. I was talking about it with my mom last night. She's a teacher at um, Dartmouth, Dartmouth um, Middle School, and um, she was saying this would be great to have at my school. Especially, uh, she's a special ed teacher, and she thinks that her students could really benefit from it. And she's looking into getting our dog currently um, to become. Oh, really? She's going to get your dog certified? We're looking into it. Um, he's already very calming. He doesn't bark. He ba he barely makes any sounds. You can probably hear him like walking around right now. Um, he's doesn't really run around. He's very calm. Um, huh. He's older, um, but. Yeah, he's not jumpy. He's never jumped. Um, he barks at right. like, squirrels like once in a while or gets reflection. But um, oh, there dog. he is. Sorry. <laughs> that was, that was oh, that was yours. <laughs> I thought that was Molly's that was dog. That was like perfect timing. All of a sudden, the dog barks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. I think dogs, especially now, you know, like a little something. It's cheer a kid up well that sounds like wait all right let's do this for the the bell just rang let's we're going to try to do this each week so just in like 10 seconds predict what will be the uh the big uh news topic for the coming week um let's start with nadia what you have 10 um, seconds Nadia. i think maybe either something to do with the biden administration or just more like updates on the covid situation the covid strains I think that okay, all the stocks are going to crash and there's going to be like the game stock stocks, not like all the stocks are going to crash and it's going to lead to like a downfall, especially when I like the kids who are in the market. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of talk about like us changing to the hybrid model and kind of projections about maybe switching back to a remote model and stuff like that. And Molly? Um, I'm going to predict that there's going to be an increasing in um, older people not being able to get vaccinated and a community out war because they don't know how to get an appointment and there are no appointments to be made. Yeah, a lot of criticism about the state website for this, how it's just poorly done. Yeah, and everything's um, going to be pushed back. That's also my prediction. The phases are going to be pushed back more than we think they are. All right. Great job, everybody. Uh, another good um, roundtable spectrum podcast. See you next week. Right. Have, a good Have a good one, everyone.
That's it for this week's episode of Footnotes. We hope you enjoyed listening. You can send any comments, suggestions, or questions to Wilbur Higgins at dartmouthschools.org. Don't forget that you can read the DHS Spectrum online at dhsspectrum.com. We'll see you next time.